second. So a podcast about rolling with the punches. This is a mother and son podcast. I'm Trish. I'm the mom. My name is Matt, and I am the son. And today we have a very, very special guest we with do. us. Uh, Julie is here. Hey, Julie. <laughs> Hi, I'm Julie. Hey. <laughs> uh, so just real quick, uh, uh, mom and Julie, how do you two know each other? Oh, my goodness. Julie and I have been, well, working colleagues for years and then just great friends for years and years and years. So, I don't know. We know each other and in, in, uh, we're great friends who've worked together. Does that many, sound right? Yeah, in many different capacities. Um, Trish was my colleague. Um, Trish was my supervisor. Trish was my has been my friend. Um, but she's also been one of my biggest mentors and supporters mm-hmm. in my career. And side note, um, an awesome aunt slash second mom to my daughter, Bailey. (laughs) And there, too, is where Julie has come in. It's not just, uh, you know, in a way like like a dear, dear friend to me. She's also really part of our family, and you can attest to that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... At least more than half my life, Julie. Is, you know, yeah. Like just you've been a, a presence in our family. Yeah, for so. sure. And you played a gigantic role in being there with us and for us uh, all through my dad's right. sickness, and especially there um, at the very end um, when it got really, really uh, intense and stuff. And so that's something that we're obviously eternally Good. grateful for. Of and I told you before and we started recording that you better get used to us singing. <laughs> yeah, but, well, so we're, we'll be talking about support and and things today, but Matt. Yeah, I want to hear about your goals this week. I think you were going to do your taxes. No, I so I did my taxes was the week before. This oh, week excuse was me. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> That's, they all run together. Uh, Mine this week uh, was to write out an email to a school. <gasps> That's right. Because I, I'm 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 really feeling strongly that I want to go to school um, for <laughs> for music therapy. Um, uh, but I, I'm really starting from scratch. I graduated high school in 2010. Um, and then, I mean, it's been pretty dormant mm-hmm. since then. So I need to kind of, so I, I wrote out an email. I did it. Uh, I did it this morning <laughs> because I forgot. You, because we're under the deadline. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, keep myself accountable. Right, <laughs> right. Um, uh, yeah, I, I wrote uh, out to this school. There's the American Music Therapy Association that has their whole list of uh, accredited schools. I, I picked one in Texas because it had a pretty cheap uh Either, Nothing's I was just look, cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just looking for, uh, I had questions looking for answers. So I, right. just, I wrote out an email this morning. Um, today's a Sunday, so hopefully right. I'll hear back tomorrow. Uh, but I was just like basically saying that. I was like, I, I'm really starting from scratch here. I was just wondering what someone How did it feel? Who's... How did it feel to push send on that? Uh, it did feel good. It felt good. It didn't feel too committal. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't, uh, you know, well, the whole website's like plastered with like, apply here, apply here. I was like, I just want to know. I'm 27. <laughs> 27 and I don't know what I'm doing what do I do uh, just to, like their basic sure. email so I think I'll, I'll I'm really looking forward to hearing back and, and kind of seeing what I might need to do to get the ball rolling yeah good for you yeah and I then, think that's awesome I, I yeah. know well for a, quite a while I just the idea of going to school I always like was like I'm not gonna go back to college unless I know what I want to do I have so many friends who are in such a massive amount of debt and degrees and things that they care about, but the just job opportunities aren't there. So I was like, well, I'm not gonna jump in just for the sake of I should get, I should do right. it at some point. Right. But now I am feeling pretty strongly about it, and um, it's yeah. I'm thank you very much because I think it's really uh, it's big, big for me because well, I, I haven't and I think done this. Julie before. can understand where you're coming from, and that she went back to college. You'd say non-traditional student, but she was already a mommy. She was already working full time and going to school. It wasn't easy. And on the other end of it, um, I know this is the podcast about dealing with it and and dealing with, you know, moving on in your life without your dad, but still honoring your dad. Yeah. Um, And I received um, my degree while my parents were still alive, but I did not get my certificate or my job until both of my parents were gone. Oh, yeah. And so I just want to let you know that... If you want to talk about it, yeah. um, it's kind of a really cool, um, melancholy feeling that you'll have, um, that you'll get to share it on the inside, and you'll kind of want to share it on the outside. Yeah. But just know that that's going to kind of be a proud moment for you, yeah. too. To, I felt like when I finished it, that my mom and dad knew that I finished it. And when I got my job... Um, with my degree, uh-huh. um, that was one of the biggest things is when I got into the car, I actually cried on yeah. the way home. 
and I had a little talk with my parents in the car. So just know if you have that moment with your dad, it's really cool. That's really cool. No, and I didn't know that. So when you went back to school as an adult, uh, you was that your first go around through college, or had you gone prior? Um, you had started both. college. Right? I had high started school, but, yeah. college right out of high school. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> did the whole thing. Took the couple years off, then took the nine years off. Had my daughter. Yeah. Did life job, and then I did the non traditional where I. Worked full-time, went to school full-time, was a mom full-time. Yeah, dang. Um, so I did it that track, but um, I also think that you knowing what you want, it's going to be a different trajectory for your schooling. You're going to be way more focused. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's, well, I'm, I'm hoping that that's my experience as well. <laughs> that's really cool. It is really cool. Um, so and they give you financial aid even when you're over the that's age what, of 20. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's the thing I've been looking into mostly. I'm like, okay, how can I make this as cheap as possible? Because... Yeah. Cheap in general is not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, no, thank you. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, so, mom, how did your goal go this week? I'm kind of blanking. Okay. Well, was. I am so on it. I my goal was to do something creative yeah. because you no, know, you know, the week before, I had just thoroughly done very little and then had a pity party day mm-hmm. and um, oh. Yeah. So, and for dinner on pity party day, after we had already done the podcast, you get the cheese balls and ice cream. No, I came all the way back here into town and got a big order of onion rings and a chocolate milkshake. That That was my pity party dinner. It just doesn't get better than that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, creativity. And it has been an incredible, uh, kind of exciting week because remember last week we were talking about how I was looking at pictures of dogs, but I wasn't going to adopt oh, one. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> Guess yeah, what? What happened a day later? <laughs> <laughs> was it even 24 hours? <laughs> it might have been 24 hours. I have a new man in my life. <laughs> uh, little Louie? I have a new man in my life, and he is a rescue dog. He is at the Idaho Humane Society here in Caldwell right now. Um, I will be picking him up on Valentine's Day. His name is going to be Louie. I love it. Yeah, and it's like little Louie Armstrong, but it's Louie Oliver uh, Stone, Oliver Stone. So yeah, it's all in there. (laughs) Yeah, and um, so Louie is a Yorkie. He's going to be, and you know, I just, the idea of wanting to open my heart, open the house up, have another focus, and maybe maybe fall in love a little bit again um, was something that I I just couldn't get away from it. So I think it was in me to do it. And then when the picture of Louie came up on the, the uh, website there, I made sure I was in on Monday to um, meet, meet with him. And he and I kind of fell in love. I can't wait to meet that dog. I oh know. Your brothers have uh, gone over, um, your oldest brother and... Uh, my granddaughter went over with me to meet him. He want, we wanted to make sure that that Louis would be a good dog with kids because that yeah, makes you sense. know we we wouldn't just I just don't want to set up a situation where it's not going to be successful. And it was great. And so then um, younger brother Eric went over with his dog Rosie, so we could you know introduce the two yeah. to one another, and they did great. So anyway. Um, on this Thursday, Louis having a little medical procedure, and then okay. I will be bringing Louis home. So I'm sorry if you already said. How old is he? He's three. A three. He's a three year old um, Yorkie. So, he looks so yeah, he looks so. He fluffy. wanted. A, I know. Right now, he is all grown. His hair is all grown out, and just he'll be groomed. He'll be taken care of. So this week, yeah. my creativity has been running amok. Bringing yeah. my new baby home. Nesting right? phase. My nesting yeah. phase. So my... Um, I love it. I was showing Julie earlier. I had a jar that I used my little cricket machine on and made mm-hmm. a little sign that said, Louise Treat Jar, you know. And yes. um, it's just it's just been a lot of fun. I have uh, gone shopping and picked up a... I, I bought a kennel online that's coming in that will... Um, be nice i think some assembly required um just a, a cat tree because now i have to think about my cats i was thinking that too I was like lily's Who, this little 14 year old cat <clears throat> yeah be, lily she's yeah. not hanging out with that it little may, boxer puppy yeah too, so yeah so she may not be so into it but she can climb the tree and watch from yeah. her perch um if her arthritis doesn't get in the way but so i'm it's been interesting for me who's spending the last 
almost six months now without dad um, wanting to live a small life. And then this week, things just kind of opened up that I am um, wanting, I'm just thinking about things differently. Like how would this work in my house? How should I, you know, what kind of dog food would he want? What kind of, just these thoughts I haven't had to consider anybody else. Yeah, and it's like, uh, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think it's kind of the first sort of, like a responsibility undertaking it that you're is. stepping into it is. by yourself. Right. It is. And, and more than that, just not the response, just the willingness to give my heart a little bit to some, yeah, not as somebody buddy, but yeah. as some little, yorkie, yeah, a, little buddy. a little Yorkie. Yeah. Um, so it feels really, I just can't wait. I'm so looking forward to it. I so next week it. when we talk, there might be a little pitter patter around here of a maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah. So um, anyway, the creativity was the treat jar. Yeah, the bigger step was that um, adopting. I'm, a, I'm adopting, adopting a dog. I'm adopting a dog. I think that's so cool. And it was so funny when you said that uh, last week. You're like, I know I'm not gonna get a dog, but I, I just can't stop kind of thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, that was so funny because I think during when we were talking about uh, our goals, I said my goal be, and you said get in a dog. I said no, 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 no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Matt called it the future. Matt has I know. a gift. <laughs> he has a gift. So anyway, Louis is a very uh, small seven pound little Yorkie Terrier, and I'm telling everybody it's Uncle Louis to you. Who you know the you kids who have these dogs that are yeah. large, and. Um, Uncle Louie, so nobody treat him like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Except I'm the one who went out and bought him a little sweater already. Uh, I'm going to just be two like... Two cute little outfits. I know, this little Paddington bear coat <laughs> with bow bow. ties. I know. Okay. In fact, with with you kids, sometimes you'd start a sentence like, Mom, you know what's really weird? You know, you were going to go tell me something. And I'd always say, people who put their dogs in sweaters... <laughs> yeah, I know. We, we're never, we've never been a, a sweater in the, on the dog sort of family. But, this but what is I was doing, change. I'm researching about <clears throat> Louie and um, that because he has a single coat, not the regular dog double coat, he does get cold. I don't You're looking out for him. I get it. I get it. And I just, you know, so I sent a picture to the kids of Louie with a little pat, not Louie, but the, the, the outfits, outfit. the sweater, the bow tie, the Paddington coat thing. And I said, are the other dogs going to make fun of him at the dog park? <laughs> Answer is yes. I mean. <laughs> well, and to piggyback off what you guys talked about a couple of weeks ago when you were talking about the what sparks joy. Yeah. Um, I think when you smile and the look on your face, the thought of putting Louie in a sweater <laughs> yeah. sparks joy it with you. It makes me happy. It it does yeah. make me happy. And this is the first, like, I think what you're saying, Matt, is true. One of the really first steps towards being, um, a, taking on a responsibility since dad has passed. That, And really the first time I've ever done this by myself. Yeah, yeah. You know, because the first dog really that we ever adopted was, uh, you know, with after dad and I were married. So you're right. Yeah. I'm, I think you're going to, I mean... I think you're obviously do fantastic. We're no strangers to pets in this house. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, that, I think that'll be a really cool undertaking. And it seems like you were talking about how you kind of wanted a dog that would be a, a fun one to sort of be like a lap dog or hang yeah. out. And it looks like you got a good one. So yeah. I, I can't wait to meet him. I think that's gonna, I think that's so cool. Oh, thank you. I <laughs> I'm excited to go on walks and for yes. people to notice the sweater. Yeah. Because yeah. I, you know, not I'm not a pet owner. <laughs> so having a friend that ha- has pets, I can't wait to go on the walks and see what well, kind of, and yeah. of pets. The, the critter cousins is what I call them. But my kids all have these rather large dogs. So my little, my the critter cousins and all my little uh-huh. grand puppies, they're, they're big dogs. You walk them and when they pull your arm, you know, you it's pulled. Yeah. And, uh. So it'll be kind of nice that if, if Louie starts pulling, you'll be going, what's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Get back here. <laughs> yeah, I'll pick you up. Get the leash that yeah. you know, automatically comes back. <laughs> yeah, right. Retracts. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I don't know. We're going to, he might be small, but I think he's mighty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, in talking about the support part and being there, I think that the transition and one of the things of of getting through grief and and moving forward is the idea of being willing to share yourself and to be able to start saying, Hey, I can help take care of something else. And I think that that's 
a really good thing that Louie's going to fulfill. Right. Yeah. Right. And it'll be, I mean, and dogs, I mean, for the most part, they just like to love on you and uh, they just want pets and stuff. And I think it'll be a good little positive little ball of, of loving around here. But I, I, I hope so. Yeah. But I still want the house to smell good. You know, I mean, there's yeah, yeah. the thing, the tricky things, but we'll see how that, the potty training and all that goes. But I, um, you know, this week, I was just telling you earlier that uh, across the street, um, mm-hmm. neighbor what? lady and her husband um, have lived there across since you were, oh gosh, you know, 15, 20 years and now anyway, right? I've, I've known them my whole life yeah. pretty much, mm-hmm. yeah. And he passed away. Yeah, because last time we were talking about how he was struggling mm-hmm. with cancer mm-hmm. and so just a couple of days ago he, he passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it was weird last night. I was talking to the neighbor lady on the phone who is so, so, so sad. And and I could cry with her on the phone because it's so close to the, um, in a way it's close to the surface for me still. Because you can connect with how raw that sort of like, I don't yeah. know what to do feeling yeah. is. It, it, it felt close to the surface, but it also, I felt so good the word's not good but I felt like I could be helpful mm-hmm. when she was saying she goes I can't sleep at night I, I every light in my house is on right now and I said to her perfect every light in the house is on perfect that's well I'm worried about electricity don't worry about electricity <laughs> yeah. every light in the house on she's sleeping on the couch with the tv on well it's only been a few days and I said, that's perfect. That's perfect. You're about ready to go to sleep. And you just make a nice nest on the couch and you watch TV. And you know what? I'm going to be on my bed and I'll be watching TV and probably fall asleep that way too. And I just thought how lovely uh, it felt to be able to support somebody. But And that just brings me to Julie and why we've mm-hmm. asked her to come here today too is that so... You know, you and I have known each other, Julie, a long time. And when... Sam uh, was diagnosed with cancer initially, we were already friends. And then 10, 11 years passed when we learned that it's come back. And um, then there were the three years of knowing that he had uh, this going on and that we were working with it and treating it and trying to Mm -hmm. live with cancer, not talk about dying from cancer. And then, you know, in the last few months where it switched really to, to dying, um, and I, and you were there, all of it, all of it. And, um, so, tell me how it was that you just weren't scared the hell off by this situation. I didn't have a choice. I agree. The kids didn't yeah. have a choice. You I, had a choice. Uh-huh. How the heck were we so blessed to have you not be scared away by our life? And to sort of time? add on to that before you, you answer it, uh, how, I can't, the way you handled everything, this had no way this was your first go around with uh, uh, being with families who are with people who are, who are dying. Um, so what is also your, your experience with, with sort of being in this environment? And I guess through that too, anything you could speak of to advice, because, you know, we're a community of folks who are dealing with it. Um, for me, I'm dealing with it, and yes, I lost a husband. Now I'm kind of going to listen to you as the neighbor of a person who um, whose husband passed away this week. So anyway, how is it that you didn't uh, just not just want to go, oh my goodness, thank you, no thank you? Well, there was a lot of oh my goodness moments of sadness and devastation and also happiness and joyfulness. Um, I felt like because as our lives went through and then the things that I had known about you and Sam and, and the boys, um, I felt like it was a privilege. First of all, I really do feel like it was a privilege for me to get to be here and to be a part of your guys's journey. Um, because I know that it's such an intimate thing that it's not something that you just open your doors to and say, you know, come on in, this is what we're going through. Um, but I feel like my love for you, my love for Sam, yeah. my love for the boys are what guided me. And and I feel like that that is a foundational thing, is is, is that unconditional love. Yeah. And, and as a neighbor, as a colleague, as a friend, you can have unconditional love for people 
as, as a human, as a person, and want to help. Um, the part where I came in and and helped you guys in, in the last moments or, or was here, that I felt like was very intimate and something that not everyone would experience with everyone else. But if you have the opportunity to do it, yeah. that you get to feel and be a part of something so sad, beautiful, wonderful, miraculous, mm-hmm. and and all of the emotions that you can imagine. Yeah. Um, and I think because of my experience with death, um, my experience of losing family members, I know what that unconditional love felt like from others. And I really truly feel like that it was m- my calling to pass that love on. Because, I mean, yeah, it seemed like while we were going through through everything watching dad um decline and everything i it was sort of like uh it was really nice i knew to i know it was really nice to have you around simply because it's like is that normal (laughs) you know like oh is that do do people who are dying do that or like should we be nervous like just a very much like any any sort of beacon because not only is it uh oh like this person that i love and my dad is is dying also like on top of that sadness, also like I also don't know what like just from a from a, a factual <laughs> point of view, I don't know what before. this looks like. Yeah, uh, and, and it, your dad did that very well. the The peaks and declines. Um, I remember even I was very shocked at some moments I'd come in and how low your dad was, and mm-hmm. then a two hour lapse or, or a twenty four hour lapse, I'd come in and how high he's wheeling he himself was. around. Yeah, and, yes, like oh, um, man. And so I feel like we go through things for a purpose and a reason. And I don't know when it will be, Matt. I don't know how, you know, for Trish, it's like now, currently. um, But I feel like you will be that help to someone. Um, You went through what you went through for a deeper understanding. And if you are inclined to do it, and I feel like you will be inclined that you will pass that on. Yeah, I mean, I've noticed that even um, I have a, a coworker right now whose whose dad is uh, who, who is sick, um, and like she's a bit older than I am, and and he's and her dad's quite a bit older too, and and stuff. But just knowing how how sad she is when she talks about how sick her dad is, it just it resonates in a way that like we were talking about with that neighbor across the street, yeah. the same one who's going through some through this with uh, her her partner uh, dying. Uh, she came up to me one time and right yeah. in the eye would not let it go of like, I know what this feels like. You know, it's, there's that sort of like, I, I'm really trying to look into your soul and tell you, I yeah. know, like that's how our neighbor took it. But yeah. it was, I think of just like, I, it does, you do feel connected with people who are really suffering through that because it's, it, there's, there's no words to match the emotion unless you've like really felt that. I, um, and so, yeah, her, when her and I will talk about how her dad's doing it, it, it's almost comforting to me to be able to, 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 like you said, kind of be in that role of like, I know what made me feel um, like helped when I was feeling mm-hmm. really low about this. And I'm happy that I can sort of uh, connect on that sort of level. I remember initially when we were talking about uh, beginning this grief journey and how sometimes people would come up and knowing what we had gone through, want to express their stories, mm-hmm. want to take the time to tell you. And, when you're numb and when you can't put it all together and you're sort of looking at them with this blank stare and they're making it about them and their story. But we learned, you know, through talking and reading a bit that that's, that's because there aren't very many outlets for people we to talk about their stories, right? To talk about it, yeah. So last night while I'm talking to the neighbor on the phone, I had to consciously not talk about my story. And I had to stop myself. Um it is such a natural thing to want to do is to say, well, yeah, that's how it was here too. Or, wow, that's different. I'm glad it was so much quicker for you than it was for us. (laughs) You know, that sort of thing and compare and it's not, she wasn't there. And I have to, to remind myself where she is, which is panicked, devastated, devastated, numb, scared, scared. Yeah. Can't eat, can't sleep, can't turn off the lights. Um, that feeling of uh, 
uh, of just raw terror. Yeah. Um, and it's not the time for me to say, oh, let me add a little bit something else, you know, yeah, just yeah. to your day. It's, uh, but had I not gone through this in probably recently and then talked about it with you about how other people, it's just so natural for them to want to in, interject their stories. Yeah. If I hadn't really been doing this and maybe even this podcast, I would have been the, doing the same thing. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, it's like, I know we talked about it a little bit too, of like you, it almost when it, when it comes to talking about suffering and pain, you, it almost uh, feels natural to go towards that, like the suffering Olympics, like, oh, you're going uh, through that. Well, oh man, when I went through that, oh, it was oh even worse, goodness. you know, and like, you because it? you really want to convey like, oh, this sucks, right? you know, uh, and so to, to actively be able to be in a mind space where you're not doing that is a, a, a skill, I think, to, yeah. to learn because it, it's a, a natural sort of inclination. But I think that's what um, is so great about you guys and doing the podcast and talking about ways that you've dealt with it, you're giving people actual tools to use and you in turn are using those tools as well with with your neighbor you know just the fact that you said leave your lights on Mm -hmm. lay in the couch and i'll be over here laying in my bed and Mm -hmm. if you need me to call i'm probably up watching tv too right those just those subtle small cheerleading moments of you can get through this validation thank you is what helps and I feel like that is the best support anyone could give another person. Yeah, and I, I know um, a lot of, uh, especially like right in the last couple of weeks of, of, of dad's life, um, and sort of how you, you already touched on a little bit too, the mentality that you brought to the situation of like, this is a the so sad and like awful, but this is also a very wonderful and like beautiful sort of, uh, you know, uh, aspect of life as well because it totally is I mean we're born and we die and then we have the middle you know and so like that that part of the journey is really a very special thing that I've never experienced in my mm-hmm. life uh, and I don't think I'm in a place where I, I would want to sit right next to somebody who was going through it too like but uh, but that sort of mentality that you brought to that situation I know brought a lot of uh, it really kept me in check too about how like you could feel it in the air that this was so sad but there was so much love surrounding yeah everything that it felt bad at the time to call it like a beautiful moment or like uh, something that really felt um, special, you know, but it it was really impossible to ignore too, just how that sort of uh, place can, can, I don't know. It's just so, so foreign a feeling because we're not used to it. I feel like the only thing that can even come close to mimicking that moment of death is birth Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because there's no two other things in this world that are even remotely similar to Mm -hmm. that that moment of your first breath and then the moment of your last breath um i feel like that that's where you the serenity and the beauty comes in um and it is very hard to think of it as because it is such a sad it's the saddest moment I feel like the saddest moment I've ever experienced in my life, Mm -hmm. but also at the same time, one of the most beautiful moments. Um, And that's what I think if people could get from therapy or talking with friends or reading a book is that in those moments that you recognize those moments and that you hold on to them, because that's what you're going to hold on to later it's not going to be the little details yeah. of the, oh, he was up or he was down. Mm-hmm. It's going to be those moments of the tear running down the cheek mm-hmm. or the holding of the hand. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know. What um, would be, uh, like in, in our case, it was definitely, uh, I felt like there, there were people around. There were people coming and visiting. Uh, it's, so it's like there's people around and then there's people who felt like were in <laughs> the, the, the family and, and it was very much like... Uh, you know, even though the rule at our house was basically like doors unlocked, uh, come and go. You know, don't expect anyone to, to offer you water, but there's water in the kitchen kind of a thing. Yeah, like, bring food, eat food, whatever. Yeah, um, because a lot of those people came to visit, and it was for dad. And then there was our sort of insular group as well of, 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 of just you know. Well, there would be someone maybe in the room uh, with dad holding his hand, talking. 
visiting, remembering good times. And it allowed almost the rest of the team, sometimes the team, yeah. the family, the group, we'd be out in the living room just supporting one another. Like, yeah. oh my God. I remember, um, and I don't know what the situation was that led to it because, um, you know, and looking back, uh, it, it was so stressful. But, you know, you just step, step, keep one foot in front of the other foot. But at one one evening, uh, you kids were here and, and uh, somebody had called Julie. I don't know what it caused, what, what yeah. I was doing. But Julie shows up with a fireball. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Whiskey. And, and, and I was, and she and I were just out back. And I think some of you kids were out back too. Because you uh, were, yeah. Just taking some shots because it, somebody knew mom needs, and, mom needs some help. And our first thought was like, all right, let's get Julie on let's the horn. Let's get Julie on the horn. Because you were, seriously, you were, you were very much inside that, that group, you and, and Paul as well. Like, yeah. Uh, were people Julie's who, husband, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I guess from, from that sort of being in inside everything and, and being a part of it, but also this not being your first rodeo and stuff, what were some of the things that, uh, like as a support system and as a friend that you kind of find in, important in those situations to, to be there for somebody? I think number one, um, you have to know your friend, know your family member, know who you're with. And, and even as close as I have been to you guys for the longevity, I myself went through the when do I step in? When do I help? When do I, what do I offer? And, and I think there's a moment and, and there was a moment for, um, for Trish and I where um, she just looked at me and she had a look. And I, and I do believe in things god-given or spiritually or, or, yeah. or, or led to us um in a moment she held my hand and the way that she looked at me i felt a presence that came over me that said this is what i'm supposed mm-hmm. to do and so yeah. i listened to that voice and and i just looked at her and i said um sorry but now i'm in <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like let me take the it, wheel for a it second was going, yeah. it was it was uh one night i was like no i think we got this but thanks because you know, you're a teacher. School was getting ready to start, and uh, no, it, we're, we got this. And, and truly, we'd been going on for so long. I was, uh, I you know, I had no idea. And Julie said, "All right." And then the next day was like, "Yeah, no, I gave you a night. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back." And that was yeah. it. And you were in. Um, and I feel yeah. like that's what um, we do. Different levels of support with people. Like um, I know that. Trish and you boys have gotten support from so many people. And, and I am so grateful for the friendships and, and the people and, and getting to know oh, even you, your, Just, your extended family yeah. more. Um, but I feel like there's certain times in life when that's what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be going through that with them. And I do believe that it's what we go through ourselves that what helps us be who we are. Yeah. Yeah, being able to kind of draw on our own life experiences. I remember, and I'll probably cry. And Julie can attest to this. I was never a crier before this. <laughs> she wasn't. <laughs> Just when I keep telling people, I'm not a crier, but here I go. Um, the last hour, um, we were all... We'd just been there with them holding hands all night, people coming and going. And I think there was a point where people had just gone to lay down for a little bit. Different people, different areas of the house. And Julie and I were with Dad um, on either side of his bed and just talking. And and uh, and I so appreciated you guys. I told Julie earlier, you know, when it comes down to it, I might freak out. I didn't know. Yeah. And she said, I will hold his hand. I will be there. Because I, I promised him he wouldn't be alone. He wouldn't be afraid. Um, he wouldn't be in pain. But I just didn't know how I would, if I could be there. When it came down to, to the wire, yeah. Yeah. And then um, he did take his last breaths. And Julie and I looked at each other. And she kind of nodded like, I think he's gone and he was and um it was so weird at that moment and it's like i remember i've told you i was exhilarated like oh you he's me done up. with it, this journey yeah but i went and julia's like well you know we can go tell the kids and i'm all like 
stay here in case he comes back. Yeah, because we're so not used to the idea. (laughs) And I don't want him to be alone. So he can't be alone. (laughs) So she's like, okay. (laughs) So I would go and I'd talk to somebody. And then I'd come back to Julie. Is he still gone? And she'd say, yes, he's gone. Okay. (laughs) And I mean, you must have thought I was crazy. (laughs) Not at all. Because looking back, it was crazy. <laughs> because you, the, the journey, it, yeah. it was a long, not not that there's any amount of time. That's the thing with, with death and dying from um, something like cancer is there's no, they can say, oh, we think or we might. But that's the whole beauty of life and death is there's no definite answer. And he did have a lot of those moments where he was sleeping or sleeping peacefully or he was breathing, you know, having a hard time. And you're like, is it time now? Is it not time? But the peace and the presence that was in the room, I know that Trish felt it. And I know that Trish knew it. And that's why I feel like she was exhilarated at the moment of he doesn't ha- he's not in pain anymore. Yeah. And she wanted to share that with who could. But then she still had the caregiver in her where she'd been taking care of your dad that she's like, I can't leave him. Somebody's in the room, you know, and yeah. and so it was yeah. very normal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then then um so then the, the funeral home folks came mm-hmm. and we talked and they took dad. And then it was a few hours later and I'm like, I I feel like I, I need to go be with him I need to go be with him what yeah. if he wakes up that weekend was crazy what if he wakes yeah. up and I'm not there uh-huh. I don't want him to be afraid I told him he wouldn't be afraid and Julie says Trish I can drive you to the funeral home we may have to just stay out in the parking lot yeah. I will take you if you want me to I mean that was the how thing she was so willing there was no request so unreasonable that you legitimately meant but like, she I'll certainly go wasn't s- going to pick locks at the funeral no, home. like I'll sit but, in the parking lot with you at this funeral if that will make you <laughs> but I, um, but thank you for not saying, uh, no, stop it. Um, you know what? Let's just go have some chicken. Yeah. Or something. It was like, I'll do that with you. I'll do that with you. Mm -hmm. That, that was wild. Cause I remember, so that, that buildup, uh, so I was at work on, it was on Friday, uh, and I got a call around noon from my little brother, Eric, and he, he was saying, um, you know, something in dad's breathing has changed. Uh, hospice is here. Like Julie's here. Everyone's here. Um, the, like we were thinking maybe a couple hours. And so I, you know, I immediately told my bosses, got off work, came right out here. And in that less than 24 hour span, that was around noon, one o'clock, maybe when I got here on that Friday and, and dad passed Saturday about 4am and that whole time, it just, it felt like this small like ramping up it, it was a real buildup of this yeah. thing of just like he was breathing it was it's not like a living per, a, people who are living and thriving don't breathe that way right. uh it, everything about it was just weird uh and so when that release came at 4 a.m when it was just like dad get to those gates get whatever's there you get there do as not look as you back. can yeah uh when that release came it was it was like the when the roller coaster goes down you know it was really like ramping up and then it was just like I, the first thought I had when you woke me up to say he was gone was relief. And it was a rush. And it was like, and it was awesome. And it, that's that's that sort of beauty in, in that horrible moment that is, you almost feel bad saying, but it was like so, it was the nicest I'd felt in, in three oh, years probably. Seriously. Just watching that decline. Yeah. I feel like the grief process um, afterwards is where you start second-guessing yourself yeah. and feeling, you know, I that's why I so appreciate as you guys have gone through this journey where you talk about dealing with it because that's, that's exactly it, is that a lot of people don't understand the afterwards. Um, a lot of times it can happen a day after, two days, but sometimes it can't happen for a month or mm-hmm. two months where suddenly you're like, you're kind of mad at yourself of why was I happy at that moment. Yeah. Um, because that moment is that they don't have to hurt anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you start second guessing yourself. Because now you're the one who has to like be the caregiver for yourself. Because <laughs> yes. yeah. uh, th- there, there was a job to do the sicker and sicker dad got, which was eyes on him at all times, uh, 
medication on, on a very strict mm-hmm. schedule, mm-hmm. making sure he's not everything hurting. written down and recorded. And then when it becomes, because that's why it was so weird that weekend being like, I know that he's gone and I know that he's in wherever they put the 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 remains of, of, of bodies uh, and stuff. But it's hard not to think like have an image in your head of, of like, oh, my dad's just sit, hanging out at the the, the morgue, right? you know? It's it's like your brain doesn't know how to, my brain didn't know how to complete that picture because it's like, oh, I've only ever known him to be someone who's alive. So yeah. I can't imagine him, yeah. his, because we talked a lot about it. And we know we talked about it on the podcast of, you know, and I, I firmly believe that the the bodies we walk around in, that's their seat, that's the suitcase, right. whatever's inside, that's, the, that's what's there. But that sort of, it's like, well, but that's my dad's suitcase. That's right. <laughs> and so it, it, it's sort of like... It's what he's left here. I guess it is more special than I was trying yeah. to tell myself that yeah. it, it is. So, so it was just, yeah, that, that sort of weird... You're trying to make ration rationality at it with the images that your brain's trying to connect, right. but it's just so such a weird feeling. It was such a weird weekend. Oh, wait, when I was talking to the neighbor lady last night on the phone and she, um, you know, uh, her husband's going to be uh, cremated and she was just having such a hard time with it. And I get it. I get it. It's knowing that that physical presence, dead or alive, is going to be disposed of, you know, in the, in this case cremated, but in, in any, you know, put placed into a container and, and put to the ground. Either way, it's, um, it is, it's just stuff you don't think about. And then when you're in the midst of, with your loved one, it's it's tough. It's tough. And it's a incredible privilege to have friends and people around who uh, who you can bounce that off of. Like that's, yeah. I know something having you around all for all of that. Not even just. I mean, even after he'd passed, I mean, a lot of the important work had to be done there too on our part and stuff. And having you there to be like, I feel like I'm going, you know, to. There's nothing too crazy to say kind of a thing, you know? It's like to, to know that you're not being judged and you're in a very vulnerable state and so it's okay to have people around that you can be like, I want to tell you about this because, you, you know, I know you... Uh, you won't judge me. You won't judge me and, and, <laughs> and that you've gone... You've seen this before. Um, so it's hugely important. At, um, well, and some of the things that... Um, the the aftermath of after your... your your dad's body had been taken from the house. Julie, God bless you, said because we had talked earlier, and I think this is where it was so helpful knowing. And it, one thing I did very right was share with you how it needed to go after, because Julie already knew she'd have a job, which yeah. was any of the blankets, sheets, pillows, pillowcases, medicine, any of it. I don't want it. I don't want it in the house. I don't want to see it. It just reminded me of illness and sickness. Um, and she absolutely, before all this had happened, was given full permission. And she just, God bless you, went, came in. And by the time I came back into the bedroom, you know, of course, there was the bed and the wheelchair and the stuff. But but not the things that, I don't know, the, the items like sheets and bedding and mm-hmm. The little it was pharmacy done. that was basically the, in the corner. The sickness. The yeah. sickness part was was gone. And then within a few more hours after the sun had come up, Norco came in and took the, the beds and stuff. And it from I guess for some people they want those things longer. I wanted to get rid of this the sickness image quickly. Yeah. And keep keep good stuff. Um I think that's a, a thing to tack on to what you said that if you're going through something that you do find someone who you feel comfortable with because I would have never done that if Trish no, hadn't talked yeah. to me but that's it but that's something that needs to be done when you're going through grief when you're going through life and death you need to have someone and I know there's that fear of that you know I have to take care of it myself but to let go a little bit and say, I know this and this and this I don't want here. Mm-hmm. And to have somebody, and that's I felt very privileged in the fact that in the moments that we talked, she said, you know, could you do that? Yeah, I can do that. Because that to me 
is what you do for others is that's how you can be a support is you help them in the ways that they need it and at that moment she needed me to do that it didn't mean because I felt like you boys and Trish and the girls you needed a moment to be together I was here to help and that's what I could do to help yeah yeah I mean that's how I mean that's how it fell around so many corners I was just like I don't know how uh, Julie knows what the right thing to do in this moment is, but she does. And, <laughs> she did it again. And She's it, so good. One, how it, uh, like, yeah, fortunate that I that I felt for all of us that, because uh, I mean, just in general, I mean, some people are, are better at being vulnerable. Some people aren't. And I don't think our family has ever really been a very uh, um, ask for help type of, yeah. it, you know, I mean, just a lot of people aren't. It, it's kind of like, this is my problem. I'm not trying to put my... You know, my yeah, stink in someone pull else's. Your, yeah, stuff. pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And so to have uh, the ability to admit to ourselves, like, okay, we're very vulnerable right now. Uh, I don't want to have to deal with disposing of all this yeah. medication. Not that I can't, but if you could. Yeah, but it's just, it's, yeah. it's one of those things that's like, I know I can do this, but if you're willing to do this, it's such, it's such a, uh, just every little relief feels like a massive relief when you just don't know what's going on. Um, one, yeah. you know, it is you're you've been hit by a tidal wave and you're just coming up for air sometimes and you're drowning sometimes. But to know that there's somebody with their eye on you. They will yeah. pull you up if you start to go down for the third time. <laughs> They're not gonna let it go. <laughs> um so another thing I want to touch on for the the people listening that maybe we can cause now mom that you're Finding yourself having to be a bit of a, a little bit of a Julie uh, to to a, a, a neighbor um, is what sort of um, maybe tips could we give people who um, who want to be a friend or or who maybe who need a friend uh, who are going through things um, what sort of what what's some good friend uh, support system um, I guess tips I don't know if we have any sort of come ones that come to mind. I know um, on our end, not only did Trish and I talk, but we also have another um, dear friend who I also talked with at the same time um, between the two of us helping to talk, you know, because I feel like even if you're the support system, you still have to have a support too. Yeah. So I I talked a lot um, to Paul and then I talked a lot to um, another friend of ours. Um, and I think that the communication is the best way to be a friend. Don't like ask, but also let them answer, you know, don't rush. Yes. Because it, sometimes it takes, you know, in the first three months when things got really bad, you know, at first it was like, you know, every other day or once a week check in or, you know, come bring coffee, that kind of stuff. And just to gauge and know when to ask, okay, you know. I'd get a little text, like friend us? check, how's yeah. it going? Yeah, yeah. So friend check. Honest, as simple as like a little text, like uh-huh. just checking in, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm available okay. if you need me here. Okay, and no matter what, I'm coming over Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like heads up. Yeah, because that's another thing. When you're going through something so strongly, you don't really have, you're not going to pull out the schedule and be like, all right, Julie's coming over Saturday mm-hmm. at noon. It's just like, hey, I'm coming. Uh, well, because you know? somebody, and I get, I get good manners. Say, I'd like to get together with you. When do you have a good time? I don't know. Yeah, I don't when, know. When, when, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> when do manners go out the window? You're just like, let me. I'm coming. I'm, I'm in the car, and you're looking tired. Let me drive for a second. And I'm show, well. It's when you show up with the, the fireball because your son somehow sabotaged the day and are saying, "Mom, save mom said maybe mom says she's okay, but she's not okay." And I don't even remember what it was. But I don't I, either. But that was when my eyes were opened. That um, first of all, my kids have your phone number, and that. I had a net under me. Yeah. Um, and another thing that, I, that you were saying, Mom, earlier, that I think is really good as well, uh, like you were saying, is when you're um, like when you're talking to our neighbor yeah. and stuff, making sure that you were giving her room to, to, to do the expressing, uh, to say how she's feeling and what, what her concerns and stuff without making it about like our story right. or your story by just being like, you're at the you know you're at the scene of the of, like you're it's so fresh and stuff that like just giving uh her her space to to tell how 
work through how she's feeling even she said uh, that to someone me else. last night she was apologizing yeah. apologizing I'm so sorry that the, I'm going through this right now because um, you're not even through your grieving time yet not knowing that I never planned to be through with it it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to embrace like, I this some, forever I got some books to you <laughs> and um, but all I could say is um, helping you helps me let's just keep it up yeah I think that's that is huge, um, and also um, talk about life, about other things. Um, you know, sometimes I would pop in. We would go outside, and you know, somebody was with dad. There was days when I said, "Okay, my turn. I'm sitting. You go do this." Um, but also times when we would sit, and it would be talk about anything else but right. what was happening yeah because sometimes you you have to still make that connection that you're still living and life is still going on yes yeah out there yeah even so, though it felt like we were on our own little tugboat in the middle of the ocean day or night whatever it doesn't matter it, it, it was great to get um get a sense of what's going on in the the world you know too yeah to start, kind of like little reminders like oh yeah there is other stuff outside of Right. Of this, even though it feels like there's nothing outside of this at the moment. And I'm going to say this to anybody who hears this. It's okay to be honest with your friend because there were times when she'd look at me and say, is it close? And I would have to look at her and say, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, because, well, initially, (laughs) it was, we were told, we were told he had two weeks and um, he didn't pass for another three months. So... But there were, in through that, we talked about how there were these huge dips and huge peaks uh, that were actually kind of in, in lovely and cruel at the same time. And when he'd be kind of low, I'd say, what do you think? Do you think, you know, well, he doesn't look great. No, his skin doesn't look good. But do you think it'll be soon? And she'd say, no, <laughs> it's yeah. not what I wanted to hear. <laughs> I mean, it's not that I wanted to hear. Yeah, he's, he, but either it was just. You still have to be honest you and, do. Then, and and also admit because I have to say there was a day that I came to visit and I left crying. I thought that I was going to get a call within an hour of me going back home. Yeah. And I didn't. And then I had to come back and I had to say I was shocked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it, it's it's the journey, I think. It is. The support the friendship, the support, all of it goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. That as lo- as long as you are stay true to your friendship, that it will all work its way through. Yeah, and I mean, I bet it's important too because I think we were fortunate in the sense that it, it really kind of felt like, all right, Julie's on call twenty four seven. That's up. But I think it's probably also very important too for someone who's who is being uh, a support system for someone going through say things to also be able to. Uh, set those boundaries as well of being like I you know uh, I gotta get sleep too I, yeah, yeah yeah or it's just like I don't wanna I, cause it, it would feel crappy to, to to be like so involved with what's going on and then also be like I don't have it like this is requiring more than I have to well, give right now well and that that is honestly a, a fear and maybe it's mine but I don't I, I think it's kind of a universal fear is when you're stepping in to help a person who's going through a very hard time and to be their support person a support person that but you know you want them to say but you're not gonna this isn't gonna like, you let kill me know me if too, i'm getting right yeah, yeah i mean i'm gonna you're gonna i still get to live my life too and i i i have been in situations where people have overly relied on you too relied heavy. on me to where it became very uncomfortable and to where maybe i felt they assumed that i could do more than i could do for them and it just it just was not comfortable. I yeah. don't know how to express that, but but I don't want that fear. So probably back to that first day too that you were saying, just communication. Uh, and like Harry saying, you, you there was another person involved too yes, that absolutely. you were bouncing things off of. So maybe not uh, maybe someone who's going through grief, uh, try not to pin it on one person to be yeah. your your lighthouse, but. Uh, well, that or one person can start putting the team together. Yeah, yeah. That support team because if we had. Um, I mean, Julie's representative of uh, many people. A lot people, of people who, who uh, but right she's such us. a good representative of it because yeah. um, what you did for us, we'll never forget. Yeah, 
And not that you're asking to be repaid, but we couldn't do it even if you did. So, sorry. <laughs> well, there's no nice way to repay. But it's your husband. Yeah. Oh, you know, I, mean, I guess, I guess there no is that. Yeah. <laughs> when you find yourself at your lowest. <laughs> oh. I hope I'm across the bed from you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> guess what, what Paul? <laughs> if you see Trish coming over, yeah, she's sitting coming by over the bed. Too much. <laughs> asking too many questions. <laughs> He's going to be like, uh, I figured as much anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that um, you guys said it exactly perfectly that it's not one person or one family member or one. You have an entire support system. And I feel like I do think about like older people sometimes who are by themselves in a home alone and but then I also feel like there are people in the healthcare profession. I would like to think, and I hope that there are CNAs and RNs that will hold hands. Yeah. And that will pat mm-hmm. and, and be there for the last yeah. moment. Um, but I do think that if you have the opportunity, um, and there's some people, um, there's a family member that I have that I, but they didn't feel comfortable in that situation. And and I think that is huge that you let them be them. And if they're not comfortable, that you allow that step in, step out as much as yeah. possible. Yeah, well, we had set that up. If I go screaming from the room, you're good, right? Yeah. And she's like, okay. I said, you'll probably find me out in the in the garden. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I definitely have like, yeah, I have friends too who I, who I love to death, but I, they probably wouldn't be the first ones I'd call if I was in, in need of some sort of a emotional support, you know? Yeah, right. uh, but what I have to appreciate yeah. too is, is Julie and our other good friend, I'm just going to say Shonda, uh, my anchors. Um, we love you. <laughs> we love you too, Shonda. But um, we, I went with these two ladies, uh, it was October-ish, wasn't it, when mm-hmm. we went up to McCall? And again, communication on the front end. We're going to go. We're all three staying in this place. And if I say, yeah, let's, I'll go with you. Great. If I say, no, please go ahead anyway. Don't. We understood on the get-go, I, I didn't want to ruin anybody's good time, but I'm not going to go along and, you know, try and keep a stiff upper lip and go out and pretend it's fine if I, you know, kind of thing. So when they'd be across the room playing Yahtzee or something, and I was over on the couch. It was lovely for me. And they I don't think you guys had a bad time because I wasn't sitting at the table with you. No. And, well, you, know, I mean, we is, you said that pretty you. quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying no, is that for the first time, I actually did pretty well at Scrabble. I lost, but I did pretty well. Meaning that uh, we enjoyed the conversation. Yes. Because the cool thing about having friends and having is that conversation that never stops. And we, that's kind of how we work is no matter what we're doing, you know, whether she was reading or, you know, playing a game or we were playing a game or we were at the moment when you have a conversation to step in and step out, that's how you get through things Mm -hmm. is that constant conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So I would, I would like to be that friend to somebody too is, um, well, we have a, we have a trip planned again, um down the road and, and, you know, with some other folks, uh, my, uh, Eric and Natalie. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm just saying to them, if I do things with you, great. If I don't, don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want people sitting in the room going, well, what do we do now? Mom doesn't feel like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just well, being up, plans up, change. Just being upfront about it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, um, my expectation is don't change your plans for me. That would ruin my time. And, you know, I just have to, I'm still leaving my options open for, for dealing with, dealing with it. My emotions as they come. Uh, And I, you know, I'm doing better. I'm doing better. I, it used to be, oh, I don't go to the grocery store when it's really, because if you get sad at the grocery store, Uh you know, but now I, I, I'm, I'm through some of those and don't even think about it now. And now it's, you know, you just want want everybody to be comfortable yeah yeah well julie thank you so much for joining us today julie what's your goal this week yeah we'll get into our goals yeah now everybody has to have a <laughs> so goal yeah. my goal because <gasps> i am not retired yeah. i have huge goals i have <laughs> 
conference week this week. Uh, okay. So my goal is to survive conferences <laughs> and then get to have a couple days off. That's yeah. my goal Yay. for this week. Yeah, strictly survival. That's a good goal. <laughs> Mom, do you have anything in the chamber? Well, yes, I do. His name is Louis. Yeah, yeah. And Louis's coming home this week. So uh, also, this is Valentine's week, and there's something very sweet that. Um, First Valentine's Day without your dad, I'm going to have Louie. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Louie's getting clipped on Valentine's Day, which is not <laughs> something you would necessarily associate with Valentine's with the, yeah. Day, but <laughs> Louie's taking it for the team, and then yeah. he'll come on home. And so for this week, um, you know, I'm just, I feel like I'm just nesting and, and getting ready for some new life to come into this house. I love and, it. I cannot yeah. wait to... To now check back in, I, I can't wait to yeah. meet him, but also see how how you're doing with it. What um, a better day to start taking care of someone I than know. on Valentine's well, Day? And that, you know, sweet, lovely Julie here is like, "What are you doing on Valentine's Day? Do you want to come over? Because you can come over, and you know, Paul and I will do some, we'll do something." And then, and I'm like, "Nope, don't want to. I got my baby here at the house. Yeah, yeah. He and I are going to be getting be- a cane. I got bellies to scratch. And uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and not at your house. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying, what about <laughs> She's like, well, you could bring Louie with you. No, I think we just need to cuddle in here at this house and start looking around and figuring out what goes where. And, I love it. And who goes outside to go. Uh-huh. And, yeah, that kind of stuff. So what about you? Um, my goal this week um, is, I don't know why I've been thinking about it so much lately, but I have a really bad problem with, uh, I'll start a book and I'll get maybe halfway through. I have so many books that have a bookmark in the middle. Yeah. Uh, and I'm currently doing that to one of the, the books that I started, uh, I think, a few weeks ago when my goal was uh, <laughs> to read a book, <laughs> to start reading a book. Uh, I, I, I let it uh, stagnate. And I, I'm, I'm doing um, this thing where I try to make myself uh, go to bed at a reasonable hour. And then I, I, I've been trying to wake up earlier. So instead of, I think I talked about it last week too, but instead of uh, forcing myself to stay up later when I don't feel like there's enough hours in the day, I'm trying to make myself get up earlier to sort of squeeze stuff in like before work and stuff so by the time the work day is accomplished i'm like i also did some things for myself so anyway with that i've been trying to go to bed earlier but i find that if i'm laying in bed just looking at my phone i'm not going to bed at right. all. it's not happening but if i'm reading i'm like out in 20 minutes or so uh and so i'm my goal is to read before bed i'm gonna i don't know finish the book it's ambitious i think i finished a book a year for maybe three years I yeah well good uh but so i'm I'm not finish it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make the effort to read uh, more, maybe yeah. every night or so, just to hopefully finish a book. I don't know. I just I love that goal. Reading is so neat. I'm not my brain isn't in there yet, there where I can hold on to a story that long yet. Well, my but, I think it's a skill, honestly, yeah. and I'm it's a skill I notice is depleting as I watch more and more things on screen. Yeah, that's I, true. I and I mean I love looking at I love watching videos. Um, I always have different sort of things I'm interested in and there's tons of videos on YouTube that are tutorials for things and I'm just like, I wonder, how does woodworking work? And I'm like eight videos yeah. deep of like, I could the do this now. Hole. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, or like watching movies or, or anything. I think the more I watch, you know, it the reading and having my attention uh, be kept for a longer period of time is a skill that I think I'm, uh, it's at a deficit. I don't know. So I'm going <laughs> to try to strengthen that muscle of being able to read and uh, retain and my, keep my attention on things. That's Good a little long term. I don't know. Um, cool. And maybe send out a couple more emails to some yeah. things this week. I'm really looking forward to hearing, uh, hopefully back from the school, of what to maybe do uh, to get the ball rolling on that too. But That's very exciting. I think that yeah. is exciting. Cool. So surviving conferences. Yeah. Making a dog friend. Yeah. And I'm going to read. I think that sounds pretty good. I think. I think we're in. Yeah. Yeah. The major things. Yeah. Life, survival. <laughs> and a little relaxation. A little relaxation. <laughs> um, cool. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, again, we seriously appreciate it so much. Uh, we say it every week, but we are not experts in anything. This is just uh, our story um, of, of our grief journey, and we're just hoping that it reaches some some folks who, who could, you know. Yeah. And, then, and thank you so much, Julie, for coming yeah, in and joining seriously. us today that uh, you, uh, I have so many supportive friends and you're representing 
that a lot of people being here with us today and my kids as friends and family and we just really appreciate you coming and speaking from your heart about uh, your experience being a support because I know uh, as people are dealing with it we're also dealing with people who are dealing with it <laughs> and and we want uh, the community of uh, our community of people want to do that well nobody wants to do it poorly so yeah and you my friend do it well as yeah so we're not experts, but Julie's kind of an expert on being a friend. Seriously, <laughs> and that fireball thing. <laughs> Keep that in the Keep pocket. Uh, I, I, yes. <laughs> Break Thank glass. you for the compliment, but I also feel like because of our friendship, your friendship as well as the boys's helps yeah. with being. So I do believe to end with anything, the whole, I do love that Ellen DeGeneres always says, be kind to one another. Right. Yeah. I feel like truth? that that is, if there's any goal we could have any day, that's it's to be kind to one another. Really, because you never know who's going through what struggle at any time. And yeah, uh, yeah. Um, also f- please feel free. Uh, we would love to hear from you. You can you can reach us uh, on on any social media platform. Just dealing with it uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, we also have a uh, an email at dealingwithitpod at gmail dot com. Um, where we encourage you to write in your stories or to share. Uh, any parts of your journey with us mm-hmm. um, or questions for Julie yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll start we'll, we'll a new sure advice column yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we would just love to hear from you it's always such an, an honor um, to know that uh, we have we have your trust in that yeah. in that sort of way um, so just thank you yes, thank, thank you very you much thank you very much so, so we'll until next week, next week until then we keep dealing, dealing with, with it, it.